when Phil Collins said the immortal word Susu Studio. Little did he know he was inspiring a Swedish company to make the best gosh down headphones they could make. They're stylish, with little gold bits on them. Go to the website www.sudio.com to check out their goods and use the discount code ROUGHGIRAFFE, all one word, at the checkout for 15% off. Wow, this piano's annoying, isn't it? It's just like drills into your brain. Let's get on with the podcast. Hello, Stacey. Hello, Mum. You all right? I'm all right. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. My barnacle's falling off again. What's a barnacle? Oh, you know, one of those things you can get from the co-op. Um. It's falling off again. Is that really you? Yeah, I've got Belle, the lovely dog. They're called Belle. She's asleep again. Uh, I don't think it's... It's really you. No, it's me. It's Frosty. Oh, Frosty. How did I not realise that was you when you're sitting right next to me? Hello, Frosty. Hello, Stacey. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right. Who are you, more to the point? Uh, Who am I? Who, Who is anybody? My name's Frosty, and I am from the podcast, The Show with the Pressure and Frosty. And today, I am going to be guest hosting Rough Giraffe. And what have you done with Mum? She's in a basket somewhere. She's uh, <laughs> she's nibbling away at the lint at the bottom of a basket, but she'll be back. She'll be back. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's fine. No, Mum has lost her voice. Yes. So you've stepped in. Yes, I have indeed. I have indeed. Uh, hopefully uh, Super Sub will do an okay job. We'll see. So, Frosty, yeah. what are we going to talk about today? Well, today we're going to talk about marriage, weddings, and all good and bad things to do with marriage. Because, are we married? What do you mean, are we married? Of course we're married. We're married. So today is going to be all about weddings. Yeah, and we're not going to do like lovey-dovey, oh, I love being married and horrible things like that. We're going to talk about weird traditions and reasons for divorce. This podcast might be one of them. Deep from the jungle of the African Congo To the concrete jungle of the garden bungalow You'll find two ladies full of nonsense and laughs Making a podcast called Rough Giraffe So, Owen Yes, Stacey? Why don't you start? Alright, I've got a wedding disaster story Because we all have a little bit of uh, schadenfreude, don't we? What does schadenfreude mean? It means the pleasure of seeing the pain in other people's lives So when someone falls over and you have a little smile on your face You sort of enjoy that So, um, it was a wedding disaster story It's about a couple that Mm. met online Hmm. Um, it's a bit dodgy meeting online, isn't it? A lot of people do. And if you do like to hear about people meeting online, why not go back and listen to our online dating episode? Is that the one where uh, mum meets a man who wore his mother's skin as a coat or something? He made the buttons for his cardigan from... His mother's skin. Yeah. It's not dodgy online dating, as proven by the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so these go on, people... Go on with your shower frowler. The Schadenfreude. Okay, so these people, they met online and they decided to get married. And as you do, this one was obsessed about the wedding. Mm. And the night before, she banned everyone from drinking, Ugh. even though it was her fiancé's stag night. 
the night before, which is always a bad idea. Yeah, you shouldn't do it the night before. Who knows what might happen? You know, you're going to be hangover. You don't want to get married with a hangover. But that was the tradition. They don't do it anymore. But uh... in in this country, the tradition used to be that the men would get drunk and then someone would be handcuffed to a lamppost or they'd have an inflatable sheep super glued to their penis, or they'd have their eyebrows shaved off, or something hilarious like that. Classic. But now they just go like three months in advance to Poland or something and have a few drinks. Well, unfortunately, this fiancé, his wife, said, no drinking on your stag night. Anyway, so the next morning, she woke up getting ready for the wedding, and then all of her friends ran over to tell her what happened that night, and they told her that her fiancé got hammered. Good. Yeah. Uh, he started coming on to women. Oh, bad, 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 bad. And then he drove home drunk. Mm. That's really naughty. On his way home, he uh, drove into a boulder. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a feeling boulders are pretty big. Yeah, I don't I, I don't see many boulders when I'm driving, but maybe it's a different. It's in America, so maybe there are more boulders in America on the roads. Anyway, he hit a boulder and um, the car toppled over, and he was put into. This is horrible. <laughs> laughing he was put into an induced coma <laughs> i don't know why you were laughing about that <laughs> so she was thinking that everyone had already booked the hotels and the cost of the wedding couldn't be refunded because it was the day so she went ahead with the wedding who did she get married to well what happened was she went to the church and instead of the i do's the priest did the ceremony we're gathered here today all of that all went ahead along with the dinner and the speeches and the best man speech <laughs> what a nutter with an empty chair I know. (laughs) And then she went on the honeymoon while her husband (laughs) was still in a medically induced coma. But good news, they're still married. What do you mean still married? They never got married in the first place. (laughs) Well, they're still fingers up for speech marks married after five years. (laughs) He's not in a coma still, is he? He was in a coma for about six months. I hope she didn't get pregnant in that first six months. I know, and that's been dodgy. But he's still not fully recovered, so he does have brain damage. (laughs) Stop laughing! (laughs) He's got brain damage. So um, that's a proper wedding disaster. That is. I mean, he put himself into a coma to avoid bridezilla ways, Mm -hmm. and she still went ahead with the wedding Anyway, that's dedication. He knows there's no way out of that relationship, whatever he does. No, he tried to stay asleep for six months. Every so often, would open one eye, look at it, and go, Does she still think we're married? They go, Yeah, he goes, Oh, I'm going back to sleep on this one. Yeah, and now he's pretending he's got brain damage. D- do you think they then got married once he woke up? Uh, yeah, I think if he's got brain damage, she probably would just get him to do whatever she wanted. Now, it's perfect for him, if he generally did get brain damage. I think there are different levels of brain damage. Yeah, well, I think she's pretty happy with the outcome, isn't she? So uh, She got the wedding of her dreams, and she, he wasn't there to ruin it. You go, girl. Maybe that's the wedding of the future. Don't get the groom involved. The next stop will be Rough Giraffe. What have you found out about weddings and marriage and all of that sort of stuff? i got to say, this is the most I've ever researched to do a podcast. I can tell from listening to your own show. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I had a look at some weird wedding traditions. Okay. From around the world. This is an article from BuzzFeed from 2014, but I'm sure it's still up to date. So, in Italian... Okay, it's going to be dirty, isn't it? No. Oh. Confetti Mm -hmm. doesn't mean scraps of paper to be thrown, Mm -hmm. but is actually sugary treats like sugared almonds. 
I love sugared almonds. You imagine them being thrown at your face while you're <laughs> coming that's, out of the church, though. Yeah, that's pretty hardcore, isn't it? If you don't like the person as well, you could secretly throw one in stealthily because everyone else wouldn't see it, would they? No. Just throw it in their face. Yeah, I, th- I think you can get a big handful, like gravel and chuck it in their yeah. face. They're expensive, sugared almonds. They are. To just chuck on the floor. Well, it's a wedding. You're like, literally, you're throwing money away. Here's a great one, and I wish we'd known this. We could have done this at our wedding. Okay. In Germany, newlyweds must instantly put their bond to the test by working together to saw a log in half in front of all their guests. That would be good. Look at the picture, and I'll put these on the Twitter. Yeah. So, basically, you've got a bride and groom. The bride is still in her wedding dress, and her and the groom have got a massive saw. Yeah. Yeah. And they're sawing a tree, that basically. Looks like, that looks like fun. And it's about showing your ability to work together and facing obstacles that may come throughout your marriage. I can see that being very frustrating because when you see people saw on the TV, they make it look so easy. But when you when one does it... Um, you know, not, not when, when I you do, do it. No, when one does it, it's very difficult, isn't it? And especially if you've got lots of people watching you as well. It looks mm. like a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that would be a good one. Mm. Um, there's this one. Yes, I've got, I've got that one as well. Oh, okay, well... Well, do you want to tell us then, Owen, about blackening? So in Scotland, you blacken the bride. That uh, sounds terribly it, racist. It sounds terribly racist, but uh, it's not. It was pre-racism because I don't think at the time people were aware of uh, other people of different colour. Well, is this like the time of Robin Hood? Because that film with Kevin Costner had Morgan Freeman in it, and that was a long time ago, and so people would have seen a black man in Sherwood Forest. Yeah, I guess so. But that's nowhere near Scotland, so carry on. <laughs> Uh, so to blacken the bride, the bride walks through the town and she's shouted at with nasty words and covered in uh, curdled milk, rotting meat juice and whatever else they had. And uh, it was to ward off evil spirits. I have here, it says that, um, that the bride is made to get extremely drunk and then covered in treacle ash, feathers and flour. And then is the test to see if the groom would kiss her after all of that. And if he does, then they should get married. <laughs> I don't know. Here it says that the groom can do it as well. It sounds like a really fun thing to do as, as a community, but um, it depends on what the dirt is. Because there's fun dirt, like ash, that's like a clean dirt. And feathers is a fun, clean dirt. Ash is not clean. Ash, by definition, is like dirty. No, but it's not full of germs. It's burnt. Oh, it's clean. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, you know, if someone put poo and phlegm and you know all all that sort of stuff that's i wouldn't like that oh well then let me tell you about this tradition from Kenya. Okay. In Kenya, as the freshly married bride and groom leave the village, the father of the bride spits on his daughter's head and chest so as not to jinx their good future. Well, they've bloody started bad, haven't they? Spitting on their face and head. Can you imagine at our wedding if my dad had just come and spat in your face? Um... You wouldn't take that as, this is going to be great, I've got his approval. I think we'd both be painfully embarrassed at the situation. (laughs) If I said to you, it's just a tradition. Yeah, and if my father had to spit on you as well, like he probably spits on us just by talking to us usually, doesn't oh. he? Oh, <laughs> don't be mean. Uh, I've got a strange tradition in China. Go on then. The Chinese bride, she cries herself to be married. A month before the day, the bride physically cries for a whole hour. And then 10 days later, she does the same thing again, but with her mother. And then 10 days later after that, she physically cries again for an hour with her mother and her grandmother. And uh, it's to symbolise the sadness of a life ending. How do they start crying? you just got to go... Uh, uh. 
and then it spills and builds. Now, you need to take note of this, guys, because Owen Hello. is an actor. So if he tells you how to cry, it must mean that's the way you cry. You stick the back of your tongue up your nose and then open your eyes and then just make a noise like this uh, and, and arch your neck forward. <laughs> you could see what he looked like because it's making me laugh not cry <laughs> that's how anthony hopkins does it anyway is it yes there you go <laughs> great thanks for that can i tell you about a tradition in fiji please do in fiji when a man asks a woman's father for her hand in marriage he must present his future father-in-law mm. with a whale's tooth Wow, flipping heck. I think uh, Stacey just showed me a picture of the whale's tooth and uh, it looks like it's been bought in a tourist shop. If he's bought it, then it's not as impressive. If you've got to kill the whale and take it out yourself, that would be impressive. But if you just buy it, I, I could do that now. I'd go on the internet, get it on a drone even. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be extremely difficult for, them, for men to be going out and harvesting whale teeth unless... <laughs> You know, unless you can get a whale, take its tooth out and let it go on its merry way. Yeah, that, that's the ethical way of doing it. The vegan tooth extraction. Yes. Were you telling me about the... No, I think I heard it on another podcast. They were talking about how people were eating chicken nuggets of a chicken that was still alive. Right. Because they took some cells from the chicken, engineered them to make meat. Yes. And so they were eating the chicken nuggets made from this engineered meat. Great. And the chicken was still alive and he was at the party. That's amazing. I would gladly eat chicken nuggets like that. I think that's brilliant. I often think that if you're a millionaire or a billionaire and you're a vegetarian, you could still eat meat. If you had a pig, for example, then you get uh, top-class surgeons to um, amputate a leg. Then they sew it back up, give him the drips and antibiotics so he doesn't get an infection. And the pig lives a life with three legs. He's happy. And you've got a whole pig leg and you can eat it and the pig hasn't died. So by the end, you've got a whole farm of animals with like one limb missing or something like that. And then it's ethical. What do you do with with the rest of the pig? Well, he lives. But that, you've got to feed it. Yeah, but if you're a billionaire, it doesn't matter. Then buy someone else's meat. No, but then you don't want it to die. That's the point. You, the, the pig can carry on living and you can just eat its leg. You'll have so many three-legged pigs. But you could turn that into a farm and people could visit the, the farm with weird legs. But what if you don't want leg? What if you want a bit of bacon? Can you take off a haunch? I think if you're careful, you could take off a haunch. But then you've got to give it extra special food or something so it doesn't feel really bad. What do you mean, so it doesn't feel bad? Well, because it's a very painful operation to have and he'd probably hurt him a bit, wouldn't he? He'd be missing his haunch. A haunchectomy? Yeah, so you'd miss it. So if you treat him very, very nicely, or her, then, uh, you know, it's worth it, isn't it? If you must have meat. Have you got anything else you want to say about traditions? Yeah, I've got one last one in Sweden, and this is a great one. We should have done this at our wedding. This is definitely what we should have done. When the bride leaves the room, it could be any time after the wedding, but when the bride leaves the room, the groom can kiss any woman as hard as he wants to, and the women can kiss the groom as much and as passionate as they want to. So all the women rush over to kiss the groom when the bride leaves the room. You say that we should have done that at our <laughs> wedding, but who would you have kissed? Everyone. You would not. I'd have kissed your mum. <laughs> <laughs> She'd have loved it, mum. <laughs> I'd have kissed your mum! That's what I'd have done, I'd have kissed your mum! Hello, mum! That's why you married me, to get to mum. That's right, and look how close I am now. I'm so close. I'm actually her, I've become her. 
You have not. No, no, I haven't. No, I'm, I'm getting a little bit overexcited being take, on the podcast. Take the wig off. Okay. <laughs> Can I keep the fake boobs? Mum doesn't have fake boobs. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's time for... Uh, rough giraffe. What else you got to tell me about weddings, Owen? Okay, so you can have a temporary marriage. A Re- fixed-term marriage. Really? Where? Well, you can sort of have it in the Middle East now. Okay. <laughs> right, but let's go back a bit. The Celts used to have a temporary marriage, and they called it hand-fasting. Go on. So hand-fasting isn't as dirty as some of you may have thought it was with your dirty minds. I didn't think it was dirty at all. To make your hand hangry, because it's been... <laughs> eaten anyway it's to mean to take someone's hand in marriage and it's it's become an engagement now we call it engagement but during the celtic times it was like a trial run so you'd get married or you'd hand fast and if you're happy with that over that fixed period then you'd get married after it so you call it an engagement but they're actually living together as man and wife yeah it's like a test run fixed term marriage that makes sense it's just well it's just like living together why do you think people get married well i think they probably get married because it's the done thing now they don't think about it do you think it is the done thing now i think it's probably the done thing a few years ago maybe why do you think they get married because they love each other owen oh yeah that was meant to be your first answer (laughs) oh right not Uh... just because it's the done thing Oops. I, I do have some laws on marriage. I think this might sort of give a reason to why the marriage marriages have started. Okay, because like every culture or religion has some form of marriage, whether you're allowed to marry one person or a few people, but they still have marriage. You have to commit to somebody. Yes, that's right. Unless you are a Mormon and then you're sorted. Yeah, but you still commit to a number of people. <laughs> you do commit to a number of people. Yeah, so it's not like you can just go sleeping around. You know, you've got a limited number of people that you are supporting. You have to share a bathroom with them. You don't have to. I guess so. Well, I've got some laws on marriage. And I think this, apart from the polygamy, bigamy sort of thing. Yeah. I've got uh, sort of reasons why maybe marriage started. And these are official from Wikipedia. So it's got to be true. More facts than we usually have. Here we go. So I've got three rules for marriage. The first one. Fact one. To monopolise the other person's sexuality. What does that mean? You can only have sex with the person that you're married to. They can only have sex with you. But that works both ways. Mutually beneficial. Fact two. Fact two. To have partial or full rights to the other's domestic and labour services and property and money. So that's basically to share some of your money or all of your money or some of your property or all of your property or some of your services or all of your services. Yeah, you do the washing up. I do. I do do the washing up. You do the garden. Yes. Yeah. I do the bins. I do the cooking, the cleaning, the ironing, the polishing, the hoovering. I'm a, I'm a modern man. You are a modern man and you go to work. I go to work. You're a kept woman, although you go to work with those willies. So you go to work seeing willies. Yeah. And I and I slave over a hot stove while you're working on willies. Does that bother you? No, it doesn't bother me. I think it's pretty fun. <laughs> you can go and work with willies then. <laughs> Too late. Okay, and the last one. Fact number three. Uh, Factory. To prevent illegitimacy. Meaning illegitimate children. To prevent bastards. And that's not a swear word. Always. You can say bastard because it is what it is. It's a bastard. Always. <laughs> Stop it. It's not a swear word. So it's to, pre- to prevent people from being 
bastards. You're just being naughty now. It's just like saying bitch. Yes, exactly. Stop it. It's a female dog. And it's also like saying twat for a pregnant fish. It's not a swear word. It's an actual thing. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? Don't bleep that word out. That is twat is a pregnant (laughs) fish. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You are being a proper pregnant fish right now. (laughs) And those are the laws of marriage. Laws of marriage. Laws of marriage. That was all insane, the laws of marriage. See, I mean, I can do the jingles as well. Well, you did it live. That's uh, that's amazing. Have you got anything else on, on weddings and marriage? No, I've, I'm moving more towards divorce. Okay, I've, right. I'm still on marriage. I'm still on marriage. Okay, shall I... Run? I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to run through a couple of things then, okay? So, things people have married. It's an obvious thing, and I was looking in it... And I thought, this is rubbish. People get married to goats, cats. Yeah, I looked up some of that. It's rubbish because it's not legally recognised. It's just a person going, I'm married to the Eiffel Tower. And you're not really married to the Eiffel Tower. No, I saw an article about a man who was forced to marry a goat because he had sexual relations with it. He didn't want uh, a bastard kid. That could bring us on to a special segment. Bastard kids! No! (laughs) What gets you goat? Oh, sorry. <laughs> what gets you goat? Frosty. Yes. On your show. Yes. The show with Pressure and Frosty. Yes. You have a segment called What Gets You Goat. That's right, we do. We've got a section where anyone can get in contact and just let us know what gets you goat. So. It's got a very good jingle. Can oh. I play it? Go ahead. What gets you goat? Who gets you goat? Yeah, yeah, Stacey did all of the goat impressions for me, yeah. So are we talking about what gets your goats with weddings? Yes. Okay, okay. I'm sure there are lots of goats to be got. Yeah, I mean, you know me. I don't really like tradition and stuff like that anyway. Yeah. But um, weddings are so expensive. They are very expensive. They are very expensive. If you let them be. It's hard not to though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've known people who've done weddings for less than a thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. I've known people that have done weddings for 20 times that. Mm. I know, I know. Do you think it's worth spending money? Uh, it's very difficult. I think it's, what's the saying? It's not a law of diminishing values. It's the opposite of that. The law of adminishing values or whatever it is. What do you mean? I think when you look, when when it's happening, you think, oh, God, this is really expensive. Oh, bloody hell, I can't afford this. And then 50 years down the line, you look back at the photographs, you think, oh, that was lovely. And the, the further away you are from the wedding day, the more valuable those memories become. But could you not just hire a dress and a suit and have some pictures taken? Oh, yeah, definitely. You can always trim the fat off a wedding, definitely. But then again... The idea of a wedding is lavish luxury. If you can't be lavish and luxurious on that one day, when can you be? And do you think that a honeymoon is essential? Yes, I definitely do. You need to have time away to enjoy the pleasures of the flesh. Even if you've been living together for a long time? Because it's extra special honeymoon sex. Oh, you're so (laughs) gross! (laughs) 
Owen. Stacey. What gets your goat about weddings or marriage? You can be wrong in so many things with a wedding. You can get in trouble. So if it's your wedding, you can annoy people by just saying where you're sitting on the table plan or if you've forgotten to invite somebody or who's sitting on the head table. You can do anything and you'll still upset somebody and uh, it's very annoying, I suppose. That's one of them, but uh, I mean, there's billions of things to get my goat. Yeah, the thing I suppose about weddings is it's it's never for the bride and groom. Not really, not really, even though the people think it is. I don't know, I like weddings... I like the wedding day, but it's the preparation as well. What gets your goat? Oh, you told you. Tell me. I forgot. (laughs) I forgot. The expense of it all. Oh, the expense of it all, yeah. Oh, God. I have to put up with this every (laughs) single day. What else have you got? Ah, now this is a fun one. How to be ordained. So you've heard of people, friends, family, whatever, marrying, not literally marrying them, but allowing... What do you say? Because you get... So it's a confusing verb to use, because you can marry someone i.e. being their partner, or you can marry someone, yeah. i.e. being the priest or the vicar or whatever it is. Anyway, you can be ordained, so you have the power to marry people. Isn't Benedict Cumberbatch an ordained minister or yeah. something? He married Judge Rob Rinder. He did. And I'm assuming his boyfriend. Yes, he did in Ibiza. That's right, he did. So Benedict Cumberbatch did. And it sounds like a difficult thing to be ordained. I'll tell you, these are the steps. So if you want to marry someone, follow these steps. Do you want to do a little jingle, Stacey? If you want to marry someone, follow these steps. So go to a non-religious ministry's website. Google it. That was step one. That was step one. And this is step two. Click on the button that says, get ordained. Get ordained. Write your name, email and address. Yeah. And then you just pay a little bit of money. Sometimes it's free. Wait a couple of weeks uh, for your certificate to be emailed and you've been ordained. It's as simple as that to get ordained. Yeah. So it's very, very easy. So if you want to get married, to, if you want to marry somebody... I get very confused by that verb. If you want to marry people... Uh, no. It's difficult. <laughs> if you want to be able to allow... If you want to <laughs> oversee the marriage of people... Yes. Empower, empowerfully oversee the marriage of other people no i don't think empowerfully is a word <laughs> yes that's how you can do it and as you said correctly benedict cumberbatch i.e. i.e. sherlock married judge rinder ian mckellen married patrick stewart to his girlfriend oh that's nice that's nice because they're lovely friends aren't they yeah they're great and uh only a few weeks ago adele married alan carr and his boyfriend oh isn't that nice yeah yeah it's weird like showbiz ceremonies yeah yeah it'd be like being on a tv program or something wouldn't it yeah it would and uh, adele would sing no doubt i presume oh i hope she sang the whole service that would be do you alan carr take the man whose name we don't know to be your husband. You should go and stars in their eyes. And then Alan Carr be like, Ah, I'm Alan Carr. Wow. This, I've got like five people in the room. Why? <laughs> <laughs> the meds are kicked in. Oh. <laughs> because the man whose name we don't know is here. We just don't know his name and he's not talking. Thank you. That's the one. Thank you yeah. for getting me out of that one. Yes. Uh, yes. And I've got one more thing. You know I was talking about? Just one more thing. Just one more thing. You know those stupid people who marry objects and animals? Yes. Right. We spoke about the woman who married a train station. Which is stupid. She was having sex with it. How do you have sex with it? I don't know. She must have found like 
like a little little hole right in the back. Although, why would she? <laughs> Maybe the train's a female and she's just a lesbian marriage. Um, Found a little bench and rubbed on it a bit. Yeah, she she rubbed against it. The sign, the train station sign. She rubbed against that probably. The train station. The stra- well, it's a strange station after yeah. she's been with you. Anyway, so we talk about that. This guy, he in 2007 in China, a gentleman called Liu Ye, he decided it would be better to marry himself than be single. And the best part is that uh, he married a foam cutout of himself <laughs> in a dress. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, and he admits uh, to being narcissistic. So you've got to love yourself, haven't you, to marry yourself. But why couldn't he marry himself in a suit? That is weird, actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Why? Did, I mean, you've got the suit, you have your picture taken with the suit, you have the cutout. He had to go and buy a dress. Yeah. Go and have his photo taken in the dress. Take that to a cardboard cutout manufacturer. Mm. Have that delivered to his house. Yeah. Walk with that to the church. Set it up next to him there's and get lot, married. There's a lot going on in there, isn't there? He was dedicated to the cause, though. Because there were so many points where he could go, mm, I don't think the dress will work. But, but he didn't. You'd never want to say that to the bride. If the bride's got a heart <laughs> set on the dress, you do not tell them. The bride has said yes to the dress already. You don't say no to that. Mm. Well, he says in the nuptials, there are many reasons for marrying myself, but mainly to express my dissatisfaction with reality. <laughs> yeah, he's nutter. He's a nut. Oh! Hey you, yeah you, you got something to say, then say it here. Email us at roughgiraffepodcast at gmail.com, Twitter at roughgiraffepod, Instagram at roughgiraffepodcast, search us on Facebook for Rough Giraffe. Subscribe and review us on iTunes and Podbean. What do you think is happening with the rates of marriage and divorce in this country? I think marriage is going up and divorce is going up. It's not true. Oh, well. Divorce has actually gone down a little bit. Marriage is stable. Oh, that's good, I guess. I think because people are only getting married if they really need to or want to. Yeah. No one really needs to get married. You only get you only need to get married for illegal reasons, don't you? I guess so. To get into the country or to dupe somebody, to get money for something. Yeah, or like a mobster's boss is going to break your thumbs if you don't marry his daughter or something like yeah. that. Yeah, wanting to get married is a different thing. But people are still getting divorced, okay? Yeah. And I had a look at different reasons, silly reasons, why people were getting divorced. So this is from the Reader's Digest, 12 crazy but true reasons people filed for divorce. Now stop looking at my phone, you're going to ruin it for yourself. <laughs> okay, okay. Right, number one. I'm not going to do all 12, so I don't know why I said number one. Number one? No. In January 1997, a California woman filed for divorce after 25 years of what her husband believed had been a happy marriage. Okay. The real reason didn't come out until two years later. 99. Just 11 days before she filed for divorce, she had won $1.3 million in the lottery. Hoo-wee, boy. Thereafter, she took various actions to keep the money all to herself, including filing for divorce. She didn't want him to have any money. Oh. So she kept it a secret, said, I just don't love you anymore, and then a few years later found out that she'd done the money. She did love him, though. She did love him. Obviously not. Otherwise, why would she divorce him? She shared the money with him oh that sounds so sad now she's gonna be rich and sad and lonely and but listen to this you have to you have to listen I to have this. to have him go chasm sat you when the family court judge found out they ruled that she'd violated uh, the law and awarded every penny of her lottery winnings to her ex-husband oh <sighs> 
Oh, he wow. got all of it. That would teach you a lesson for being greedy, huh? What I'd like to find out is... Now, this is a test of the husband's true love for his wife. Now that's all out in the open, did he? Well, I suppose we don't know, but I'd like to know whether he uh, gave half the money to her. No, of course he wouldn't. I think I would. I think I'd give half the money to you. Because bitter money is bitter money. You can't enjoy it. I'd give half and go, look, I'm the better person. You have it. It would be bitter money to begin with, but after you've been through two years of a messy divorce and find out she'd been lying to you, you want every penny of that. Mm, I don't know. If you want to defeat evil, don't be evil. That's my philosophy. Evil? Wow, that's strong. <laughs> that's a bit strong. Yeah. Okay, next one. Right. Number two. In 2009, a woman filed for divorce after her husband knocked down and rebuilt a wall in their home because he said it got dirty. Now, there's more to this story, obviously. Go on. This was apparently the final straw in a 15-year marriage during which the husband obsessively cleaned the house and rearranged the furniture. So he's got a mental illness and uh, she's uh, leaving it, abandoning him. Yeah. These are all very sad stories. Well, it's divorce, Owen. Oh, I thought you'd say, like, a funny one, like, I don't know, um, the popcorn... I don't know, I can't think of anything. <laughs> no, there's no funny thing that makes you get divorced. This next one... Go on. A woman divorced her husband after 22 years because he voted for Donald Trump. Okay, okay, then that's not necessarily sad. It's these are all that's a passionate one. I think to have divorce, you've got to be a logical reason. That's a passionate one. Here's a weird one. Okay, I want a weird one. Four months after their 1994 wedding, a New York man secretly divorced his wife. Secretly? In the Dominican Republic. So they've been married for four months. Right. He secretly divorced her. She didn't find out for another 22 years. Now, let's guess. Why would he do that? It's to have affairs. It's because he wanted to marry another person and he didn't want to get arrested for bigamy. Maybe big of you, but it's not bigamy. Is it that? <laughs> no. Okay, go on. What is it? Money. Something to do with money. So she thought she was married the whole time. Yeah. And they were living together as a married couple. Yeah. But she only found out because she realised her name wasn't on the deeds for the house. Oh. And he claimed that he was trying to protect their assets. In what way is that protecting assets? She believes it was an attempt to rob her of assets. Yeah, but what she could have done is say, "Hang on, I'm not on the, I'm not on the deed. Can you put me on it?" Yeah, I won't do the accent. No, no problem. They're American. All right. Yeah, man. No problem, man. New York. Hey, no brickin' problem, man. I kind of wish you'd done a Dominican Republic <laughs> accent. But yes, so she's now filing for divorce again. But she can't because they're not married. She wants to nullify the divorce so that they are really married because it was done in the Dominican Republic. Right. So she wants to nullify the divorce so they're married again so she can divorce him again. That's a woman scorned. Yes. So it's all about the money. Do you want to hear one more? Let's go for it. A 34-year-old man filed for divorce from his 28-year-old bride. Cashback. back. You mean cashback? Because she's younger than him. You go cash back. What does, it, what does it mean? It just means well done for getting a, a younger woman. I don't mean it. That's what they say. You've heard of that before. No, I've never heard of that before. I've heard of getting cash back at the checkout when you buy some food. Yeah. And you get some cash back. Do you want cash back? No, yeah. no one ever gets cash back now, though. No, no one ever carries cash anymore. No. I, I don't carry cash. I'm well, a, like I, the Queen. I'm just going to say that. We finish each other's Sandwiches. dinosaurs. <laughs> So he divorced her just days after the wedding. I've forgotten. He's 34, she's 28. Cash back. They've, they've been married for a few days. Okay, is that where we stopped it, Dad? Right. Yes. Okay. So why? She's a man. He divorced her after he saw her without her makeup on. 
Ooh! Apparently, the man felt that his wife had deceived him with cosmetics, including false eyelashes. Yeah, you've got to really see a person at their most natural before marrying them, because you're going to see everything, like, like literally everything. So you may as well see it beforehand than afterwards when you're locked in. The deception was discovered when they went to the beach together on their honeymoon. Right. And the ocean washed all her makeup away. (laughs) (laughs) So so can you imagine? I'm sure she was beautiful, but can you imagine she like goes under the water and comes up like Ursula the sea witch? (laughs) Oh, God. Well, that's fickle. It's a very fickle marriage, that is. And it would never have lasted. This is the thing that annoys me the most about this article. So at the end of that, where it talks about her psychological suffering and all of this, mm-hmm. there's a little link that says, here's how you can make your makeup last longer. Because it's her fault, of course. <laughs> Want to oh. keep that, man? Here's how you can make your makeup last longer. That is terrible. Isn't that, that, is, that awful? That's so bad. There's one about a woman divorced her husband because she liked Frozen and he didn't. The movie Frozen. Oh, well, she's playing it on repeat. I mean, I, I don't think I've seen the whole film, but I've, I think I've seen it like 32 times and I've not even watched it. So, like, when I hear the songs, when I first heard it, I loved it. But now it fills me with dread. I'm sure it does most people. So if she's playing it all the time, well, I would not be able to do that. I'd ask, I'd ask you kindly. Put your headphones on. You work at a school. Yeah. I'm sure they don't now, but did the kids go to a frozen stage um yes they did during the talent contest at the end of term we had like a million Elsas doing the frozen but that was when it first started so I quite liked it it wasn't too bad then then it was all Gangnam style that was a big one and now there's this new dance the backpack boy does it in a Katy Perry video oh yeah and it's called to floss I think the one before that was dabbing and I flipping ate dabbing (laughs) I hate it there's something about it that makes me really angry and to see a grown man do it just makes me cringe and have hatred at the same time so the floss is better than the dab i i hate saying the word dab can you dab like it's a difficult thing can you dab oh he doesn't know how to dab yeah i know how to bloody dab how do you dab it's a stupid move okay you put two forearms on i'm not gonna explain it <laughs> anyway the floss is the new one now anyway is that but it's like flossing your genitals no yeah no it's not is it yeah, because it's like, stop, stop that. Stacey had a, a, an action of having a towel and putting it between her legs and going up. <laughs> it's not that. It's far more sophisticated. <laughs> you look that. disgusted <laughs> just at the thought of it. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It's like, lost it. the arms go to side to side. One arm goes back and the other one goes front. But not in between the, <laughs> not between the groin, which is what you did. Yeah, it goes no, like this. No, you're not cleaning. Ah. <laughs> anyway, that's the dance of the time now. I'm down with the kids. By saying down with it. I hate saying down with the kids. Ugh. Hey there, who's that? What's the name of the wonky cat? He looks like an any cat around. Kipper. Hey, that's Kipper. Hey, that's Kipper. The wonky cat. Do you know who we should get in here? Is that a rhetorical question? No, I want to test whether you actually listen to the podcast. Oh, yes. Well, of course, it's the one, the only, Kipper the Wonky Cat. Hey. Where, is, where is he? I don't know. I thought you had him. Oh, I think he's outside. Let me open the door. I'll get him in. It's a bit sunny outside. He's been on the deck sunning his belly. Oh, it's Poser. I'm not letting him in. No. Keep playing, you come. Come on. Hello, Kipper. Hello, you old mucker. How you getting on? You had a nice day out. 
Watch those pads, though. They can burn. You mean the paw pads? Paw pads, yeah. Yeah, Kipper, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Oh. Yeah, see? But Kipper does, because he's a cat, but our listeners might not understand paw pads. Oh, right. Sorry, they're like little baked beans on the bottom of cat's paws, and they're the cutest part of a cat. <laughs> <laughs> you think the pads are the cutest bit? Yeah, like pressing the pads in. <laughs> I could do it all day. <laughs> all right, Kipper, I won't do it on you. <laughs> Kipper hates it. When he's sleeping and he doesn't know, it's fine. Kipper, maybe just edge more towards <laughs> me slightly. Don't fall asleep, Kipper. So, Kipper, we have had quite a few questions for you today. Mm. And I'm not going to ask you them all now. We'll be here till midnight. I'll save some for some future episodes. But we had one very good question, which I think is very appropriate for today. Oh, I'm intrigued as well. So, so Kipper, our mate Sarah, you remember Sarah? <laughs> She asks, who's your favourite, mum or dad? And by that, I don't think she means mum. Oh! She's asking who, if Kipper prefers me or you. Well, 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 that's definitely put the cat amongst the pigeons. What a question. Who's this, who asked that? Sarah. Sarah, what are you playing at, man? You're going to create a rift between us and Kipper will have to come with me and Stacey will be all alone. No, you can have Poser. No. Anyway, Kipper... No pressure. At all. No pressure. Okay. You just choose who you love the most, my friend. Who's your favourite? Owen or Stacy? <coughs> no, mum isn't an option. No. It's Owen or Stacy. <coughs> he just keeps saying mum. <coughs> he must mean me. He must be saying mommy. Nah, nah. Mommy. No, no, no. He, he calls you by your full name. Stacy, Veronica, Jemima, Artichoke, Amazonia, the 43rd, Frost. Yes, every time. <laughs> it's mum. Oh, Kipper. <coughs> All right, okay. You make a fair point. Anyway, thanks, Sarah, for tearing this family apart. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. <coughs> We have another question for you, Kipper. A little bit less controversial. Oh, I can't deal with it anymore. This is from Nathan Spavold. All right, Nathan. How do we know Nathan? I don't remember. (laughs) Nathan is from Canada. Right. And Mum advised him to wear culottes. Yeah, I'm beginning to remember parts of that, but not the whole picture. So Nathan asks... Yes. Kipper... That's you, Kipper. Is there any way I can help my lifelong cranky kitty, Classy, (laughs) mellow out and be a little nicer towards folk? Classy is such a good name. Hey, Classy. Over here, Classy. Sounds a bit like Lassie, doesn't (laughs) it? It sounds a bit. Classy, come home. (laughs) Press a cat, so cat Lassie, Classy. If that's where it's come from, let us know and that will make my day because it'll make me feel clever. Did you know Lassie was actually a boy? I think I did. And didn't they kill seven of them and they... No, what are you talking? No, that wasn't the fact I was going to say. <laughs> right, okay. I thought they're like a factory of them that just no. ship them in. No, Lassie was a boy, right? And they had to comb the hair around the genitals in such a way so you didn't see his willy. That's what I do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I don't know why. <laughs> Is it so that you can get little boys out of the well? Well, you know, you know. you got to try things, haven't you? It's a bit of fun. Kipper, would you like to give Nathan and Classy an answer? 
Mm. You know, Kipper's the worst person to ask this for. Because he's Groucho Marx, isn't he? <laughs> he is the grumpiest cat in the world. If you just get him to move ever so slightly, he'll shout a swear word at you. Oh, he, he's got such a potty mouth. Yeah, yeah. So it's, he's sort of not preaching to the converted. He's like a hypocrite. He's a hypocrite. Something like that, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. You know what I mean. I've got another question. Just a last one, which I suppose is also not quite appropriate for Kipper to answer. Ooh. It's from Sarah Wright. Sarah asks Kipper, what is your opinion on dieting? Sarah's cat is called Calcifer. Great name. Calcifer. Great name. I like, like, like Lucifer, but a cat. Cat Lucifer. Cat Lucifer. Yeah. Listen, so next cat we get when Kipper, when Kipper's gone. Don't listen, Kipper. Um, we could just get a name and then put a C at the start of it. Yeah. And then it'd be like cat, whatever. Yeah, well, that's what we did with Kipper. Oh. He's he, a cat Ipper. He's, he's a cat Ipper, isn't he? That's, that's yeah. what it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, cat yeah, Ipper. Yeah. Like we could call him Carrick Obama if we wanted to call him Barack Obama. Something like that. So Calcifer loves food and is very chunky. Okay. She and Sarah often quarrel very loudly about how much food she is to receive during mealtimes. So, Kipper, what do you say? Do you like dieting? Well, who does? Nobody. Nobody likes dieting. But Kipper is a little bit stocky. Chunky. Cuddly. He's uh, got a lot to love. A lot of cat to love. The vet said he's on the verge of being too much. He's like a turkey with fur. A furkey. A furkey, yeah, exactly. Oh, we're full of puns tonight, aren't we? He's a kirky. He's a kirky. He's a cat turkey. Kipper kirky. You're in charge. So just give him a bit of food and uh, tough titty. (laughs) Don't give him tough titty. (laughs) Just tough titties, isn't it? Have a bit of food. Want more? Tough titties. And that's what you do with our cats, is it? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Why does your face say no? I know they're bloody buggers, aren't they? No. To be fair, though, Poser and Kipper have been ill, so we've been trying to encourage them to eat. Yeah, fatten them up. Or uh, you, you could give Calcifer a laser pen. No, no, you don't give the cat a laser pen. <laughs> he or she wouldn't know what to do with it, I guess. You have a laser pen. Give yourself a laser pen <laughs> and use it for the cat to chase around. There you go. Yeah, do that. Thank you. Do you know who does like laser pens? Oh, yes. Who? Belle, the lovely dog, loves laser pens. Belle loves laser pens. We had this, like, Ghostbusters toy that was like a a lollipop. Yes. With a torch on the end, with like a laser torch that shines Slimer or the Marshmallow Man. Mm -hmm. Do you call him the Marshmallow Man? Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Okay. On the wall. And she goes crazy for that. Mm, Yeah, she loved it. She couldn't get enough of it. It was just fun to see her running about, really, wasn't it? But she kept smashing her her nose on the wall because she'd jump for it on the wall and just go Poof, and then she'd like smack her nose on it it was a pretty good laser pen though excuse me senor don't forget rough giraffe is on twitter at rough giraffe pod do you want to hear a quick news story yeah how about man's rage after buying four pound egg sandwich with hardly any egg Wow. Now I'm going to show you a picture of the man, Owen. <laughs> oh. What's he doing? He's got a, he's got a, a half open packet of sandwiches that you get in a in a news agents. He's got um an egg sandwich in the other hand. He's looking in the camera. The camera's on a sort of slight angle. He's looking straight at the camera, deadpan, fed up face. 
This is a sad story. Well, four pounds for an egg sandwich and not getting enough egg in it, that's... A man from Hull was left devastated after splashing out on an egg sandwich that was distinctly lacking in egg. Dum, dum, dum. Carl Simpson spent four pounds on a sliced egg and salad sandwich for his wife, Maria. Extravagant. Expensive. Exactly. Uh, His wife is unwell in hospital. Uh, He's not getting me on this emotional His wife... His wife is mostly fed through a tube. Doesn't matter. Not relevant to the story. But she really fancied an egg sandwich. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's a little bit relevant to the story. Okay. I don't know how they're going to get the egg sandwich down the tube. Maria was left disappointed. The egg was shockingly sparse. You know in sandwiches where they fill up the front part, if they've cut it in half on a triangle, the front part is full and the back half is empty. That's exactly what this sandwich is. They've literally laid egg just along the edge where it's cut and then the rest of the bread is completely empty. That's no accident. Because I would have given, I would have let them get away with that if it was an accident where a manufacturing error was scattered along. But that's a deliberate attempt to deceive the consumer. And I'm with that gentleman from Hull. God damn it. My phone died. I can't tell you the end of the story. Tune in next time to find out what happened to the egg sandwich in Hull. Will his wife have it shoved down a tube or not? What I did read before the phone died was that they got married as an emergency in hospital two Mm. years ago. The marriage was an emergency in hospital? Yeah, you can have emergency hospital weddings. You can. I saw a very sad episode of EastEnders when Mark Fowler married his fiancée, then wife, Ruth, who had a brain tumour and she died that day. And they had an emergency wedding? Yeah, it was a very sad episode. It was a long time ago, but I still remember it. (sighs) So, um... Learnt something about marriage today? No. Neither have I. Well, um, let's not do this again. It's been great being on the the Rough Giraffe podcast. What a crazy thing to do. No, it's been really fun with you, Owen. Why don't you tell us about your podcast? Don't forget to check out the show with the pressure and Frosty. You can find us on Podbean, Twitter and on iTunes. Now, pressure, I don't know I'm talking like that. Pressure is spelled a really strange way. Stupid way. So if you're looking, it's not stupid because it's... It's like a family name. It's embarrassing to say. So pressure is spelled P-R-E-S-H-A-A-H. It's annoying because it's not the way that you expect it. The pressure. The show with the pressure and Frosty. And it's just a little bit of silly nonsense with me and my mate, the pressure, talking about stuff in London and all over the shop. And uh, it's we have a bit of fun. And that's about it, really. It's a bit like this, but with less preparation. Okay. It's not quite like this. What's your Twitter? Twitter is at... Pressure and Frosty, spelt the weird way. Frosty spelt F-P-Z-11. Yeah. Great, so thank you, Owen. Frosty. You're welcome, Stacey. Stacey. Bye. Bye. It's the end of the podcast. It is very sad. But tune in again and it won't be so bad. With Frosty in the living room and Stacey at home. Nah, let's play the proper one. <laughs> It's the end of the podcast, it is very sad But tune in again and it won't be so bad With Mum in the bungalow and Stacey at home Send us your stories on your smartphone And then everybody will feel so alone The Rough Giraffe Podcast The Rough Giraffe Podcast 
This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more.